Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we start the episode, we would love it if you followed us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And if you could give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app, that would also be great. Um, you know, and, and tell your friends about the show. Um, or uh, mail carriers, Amazon delivery people, anyone you might remotely see right now. And with that, uh, today's episode, we are continuing uh, Season 1 of Iron Fist with Episode 3, Rolling Thunder Cannon Punch, which originally premiered on March 17th, 2017. And as usual, here's a quick rundown of the episode. Madame Gao punishes Harold for leaving his secret penthouse to visit Danny. Colleen is attacked by hired men... Or by men hired by Ward, who she overpowers before giving shelter to Danny. Then Danny uh, visits Joy again, and she offers him uh, money to change his identity and leave. Danny refuses and meets with his family's old lawyer, Jerry Hogarth, who promises to reclaim his identity in exchange for a permanent contract between her far- firm and Rand Enterprises. After attacking a rude student at Colleen's dojo, Danny is forced to stay elsewhere and is gifted the use of an apartment by Jerry. She later, later she uses fingerprint evidence to prove Danny's identity to Joy and Ward, and promise to present it in court if they stop uh, Danny from retaking his family's company. Figuring that Harold is alive, Danny follows Ward and climbs up the side of a penthouse, but is pushed off of it. <gasps> So we're going through the finale of uh, Iron Fist, apparently. <laughs> yeah, only three episodes. Man, this is crazy. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, Madame Gal, you, you're you're just ruining it there. I mean, I know it's pretty obvious to anyone who's watched the yeah. previous Netflix shows. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm ruining it there. It's Madame Gal. All right, fine. All right. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were going to dance around that fact or not. <laughs> no, I mean, like, if it's not, when she shows up, in like when you see her face, I'm assuming they might not even call her by name. And then what are we supposed to call her? The little Asian woman? <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, no, okay, it's, it's, it's Madame Gao. <laughs> <laughs> it is all right. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. Let's start with our fast facts. On your left. Uh huh. On my left. Got it. Jenny, what are you doing? Yoga. You move about as fast as a pig. Swimming and gravy. You didn't see that coming? First fast fact, Madame Gao appears in this episode. You took my one. <laughs> All right, fine. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I don't have any. <laughs> All right. Also, Jerry Hogarth from Jessica Jones appears in this episode. Um, But, uh, yeah, let's start with uh the title, which I... Couldn't really think of a reason why this is called Rolling Thunder Cannon Punch. Except for that's probably how Ward felt after he's being hit with what, um, with Jerry's, uh, evidence. <laughs> so this is a lawyer attack is what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, talking about that pot, that pot is green and yellow, which is a reference to the comics uh, costume the, of Iron Fist, which, you know, maybe we'll see someday. Maybe. Um, uh, the pot you're, you're referring to the, the one at, uh, that was at Joy's house, the one that has yeah, the speaker put on. Okay. Got yeah. It. The clay pot. <laughs> yeah. And then um, also when Colleen enters the fighting ring, she calls herself the daughter of the dragon. And in the comics, she and Misty Knight are, uh, a crime-fighting duo called the Daughters of the Dragons. Or Daughters of the Dragon. I can't remember if it's singular or plural. But yeah. Oh, cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. My my last one is, uh, you know, I look up the minor actors and stuff. And the guy who Colleen fights in the cage match, um, he's usually a stunt performer, as you can tell from his uh, <laughs> petite build. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done stunts for Daredevil. But his most regular job, if this isn't terrifying to Colleen, it should be, is he's the Rock's stunt double in multiple <laughs> things. <laughs> the Fast wow. and the Furious movies, the Jumanji movies, and his next one is going to be that Jungle Cruise movie. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. So if that's not terrifying, I don't know what is. <laughs> he's the guy who's tougher than the Rock. <laughs> uh. 
God, that is scary. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And she took him down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that vaguely because we're terrible at talking about action. But we will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Cool. Uh, Ready to talk about the heroes? Yeah. Okay. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you're a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I'm the immortal Iron Fist, weapon of Kunlun. And I'm fulfilling my destiny. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... You want to talk about Danny first or Colleen? Uh, I mean, I put Colleen first, because we see her first in the episode, so figure. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, so one of the things about her, like she like as soon as Ward's guys break into her uh, apartment, her dojo, her her living area in the middle of the night, um, like she's already awake. She she heard them walking around. So mm-hmm. she's one up on John Wick. She is. Because <laughs> because he wasn't ready in the first first movie. Um, but also like that seems a little crazy. Um, cause she was ready before they got there. Like when, when did she hear them? Were they walking up the stairs? Were they on the same floor already? Is she the only one on that floor? I'm, I'm just curious what that was maybe, like. Maybe they're really loud because also Danny knew cause he was like hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, but he was already awake. I mean, he could have heard them. I, that. That's a tough one. Don't, don't make yeah. me defend Danny. all right i won't um now i think this is a bad idea for the intruders point of view because they're they're going into a place that teaches people how to fight you'd think you know the person you're entering their home you're entering uh probably knows how to defend themselves yeah you you would think that um you know especially because they like they they step inside and like you just see the numerous weapons and all this stuff like i i don't know okay so when they left or were leaving they said that they were sent by ward to protect her mhm first off i don't believe that do you do you think that's true though uh absolutely not okay all right <laughs> what what do you think they were really there for though cuz that i can't think of to hurt her i mean uh like danny broke out so <laughs> this is they're looking for danny like, this is the only location, only other person he has a connection to, other than Joy and Ward. Oh, okay. So they're they're just trying to find him, not like... Yeah. Okay, that, that makes a lot more sense. I thought they were sent to, like, send a message to get her to sign the papers to say that he's crazy or something. But, okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, this person who just turns down, whether $50,000, she's not going to be... Or, well... She has a sense of justice or right and wrong that might not be swayed by intruders. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so she fights uh, the guys off, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Danny says he needs to stay there to protect her because the guy landed one punch. <laughs> yeah of the three guys she fought <laughs> yeah um also i'm going to talk to you about danny's fight scene later <laughs> but danny definitely needs more protection than she does <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um so she says she's helping danny because of the third it's the third tenant of the bushido code is uh mercy mm-hmm. so i took the liberty of looking up the bushido code uh-huh. And to see, maybe we can keep track if she does follow it the whole time. Now, uh, for those who don't know, the Bushido Code is the code of the samurai from like the 17 1800s. So the first tenant is justice. Uh, the second is bravery. The third is uh, sometimes translated as mercy and others benevolence. Then uh, veracity, which is truthfulness, politeness, honor, and loyalty. 
looking at this list, I don't know how polite she is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's true. She seems, hmm. I don't, I don't want to say crash. She's a uh, uh, head on, direct. Mm-hmm. There you go. She's very direct. She's direct. Yes. Yeah. Which can sometimes be the opposite of politeness, depending on how you choose to interpret that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everything else, like, she's not helping the Meachams because of justice. She's obviously brave. She's having mercy for Danny. Um, I don't think truthfulness has come up yet. <laughs> Actually, she's lying about Danny's whereabouts. She but, is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that counts because these are bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's true. Uh, I mean, she she is, mm, but she's also being loyal to her. I I, I don't know friend. I don't, I don't know if <laughs> the they, guy she met in the park. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, all right. Yeah, I don't think he's deserved her earned her loyalty yet. No. Like, as a completely random person, or two random people that I've met, like, no, it's definitely not. Yeah. This is just something to track, if we remember this next week, through, <laughs> through the episodes. Um, I will actually keep thinking about this, and there's a reason for okay. that, because I remember more about this season than you do. So, yeah. there's, there's a reason why I want to keep track of that, uh, out of curiosity. Okay. But yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, the only other part I have for her is her fight against uh, Rusty, a giant. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, really quickly before you do that, um, like she, uh, Colleen Wing was like, I, I forget what it was, something about money, but she was saying like she can't even, or she's too broke to fix that door the, that the the mm-hmm. guys broke. Um, yeah. So you know, just as far as keeping points around, you know, she's one point up on John Wick for you know hearing stuff. In the middle of the night, but one point down from Jessica Jones, who's able to pay for a door repair like every other day. Well, d- she doesn't really though, because she has the um, cardboard until um, uh, God, her name's not Patsy. Oh Trish. yeah, uh, yeah, Trish. <laughs> until mm-hmm. Trish fixes it for her. That's right. She sends uh, those guys over to do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, so she's on equal ground. Okay. All right. That's Jessica. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah. So we can talk about that fight now. Yeah. Um, I like the realism of this fight. This fight because, as much as she's more skilled than this guy Rusty, this giant man, um, like some of her moves just don't work because she is like one quarter his weight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I do. I really like seeing that. Like it, it, it gets annoying sometimes. Like I'll see a cartoon where someone can can do that, but like it's very obviously you know they've got very different sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, I noticed that more in cartoons. I don't know why, but yeah. Well, I, in my opinion, the reason I notice it more in cartoons is because someone can be comically large mm, compared to point. another person. So yeah. Like this, this guy is comically large compared to her. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least they're keeping some reason, uh, uh, some feasibility of the real world fighting kind of stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I've got a question about this fight. I mean, she tells her student earlier that anytime he fights for money, he is like dishonoring himself. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's not that much of an adherent to the Bushido Code. Because she is dishonoring herself right now. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I agree. Um, I'm trying to figure out. I, I don't remember if this comes up again later in the season. Like, I, I wonder if this is her fighting as a like. Maybe she's testing her skill, and she happens to get some money out of it. Um, but like, it's kind of the only way she'll really be able to test her skill as a fighter, right? Like, where? What else are you gonna do? wear a costume and fight crime in the middle of the night that i know right yeah mm-hmm. fight danny um, rand he apparently he's like super slow <laughs> <laughs> yeah except when those two are fighting right because they do a, they have a little sparring session the the next morning um and yeah and he, and he 
I, I forget, does he, he does land a hit on her at the end, but like he dodges everything else that she throws at him. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind well, of that, wonder if, if that got under her skin. Well, that actually happens before this. That, yeah, which is what I mean, right? Okay. Like, did yeah. that happen? And then she was really annoyed by it. And so she was like, well, maybe, maybe can I fight this other person? And then she does and, and kicks his ass. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. I, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, I think she's, she might be losing her way. She doesn't know which way to go. Like, this honor situation isn't really working out for her. Because, like, she's barely, she's struggling to make rent and stuff like that. Plus, she's being, like, nice and merciful to Danny and, like, breaking her door. And he's <laughs> abusing her students and all that stuff. Maybe she needs to reevaluate. Yeah, that's that's or, a good point. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's tough to do things um, the honorable way sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and also make a good living. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Um, also, she has a lot of anger on the inside. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> because uh, she knocks that guy down and just starts pummeling him. I mean, to be fair, we, we did spend some time talking about a size difference. You know, she, she needs to make sure he stays down. <laughs> I'll give yeah. her that a little. Yeah. Maybe half the amount of pummeling that she did. <laughs> yeah, 50% of the pummeling is totally acceptable, but she went too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, that's all I have for Colleen. Okay. Um, I did want to mention actually one other thing about the fight. Um. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if she goes back later in the season. Um, the reason I'm mentioning that is I remember before the show came out, they had a uh, I mean, they had a trailer, but they had this scene, like this fight of her uh, in the cage match uh, fighting someone and, and winning. And I don't know if they redid it, but I, I remember the first time I saw that that scene, um, you know, with no context whatsoever. Um, I remember thinking, man, this looks really bad like it's it's bad fighting like you know you, you expect a show like this to have you know cooler fighting style martial mm-hmm. arts types of stuff um and I, I wonder if they ended up redoing it and i meant to look that up i forgot <laughs> but um just watching it again this time thinking about that at least i remember thinking oh this actually does look pretty good so maybe yeah. they did in my memory though of this i thought this was like before we started watching episode one for this rewatch I thought this was the first scene with um, Colleen in it. I thought this was her introduction in my memory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Instead, it was a very different introduction of her just walking past uh, Danny yeah. and giving him some money. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, hey. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also her fighting, like uh, Jessica Henwick, the actress's fighting in this, is way better than Danny's fighting. <laughs> Yes. Well, more um, interesting, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I do think that Danny looked good in the one fight scene between the two of them, because, mm-hmm. like, he was dodging and he was actually doing really good. Everything else, though, no. Like, I, I agree. Like, everything she does is way better than the stuff that he does. Yeah, I even think that the their sparring match had problems, because... It looked like like it was it was just so slow, and even she was fighting slower than she did in this fight. Hmm. Probably like in my mind to allow, uh, God, I can't remember his name. The actor who plays Danny to like keep up with her. Oh, so you're so you're thinking that that's like just an actual skill of the two actors. Like she's really good. He has a lot of room for improvement. Okay. Yeah, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Now I'm going to look for that. But I guess we should switch over to Danny. And try to stay positive. That's what I said a few weeks ago that I'm going to do. So we're staying positive. (laughs) Um, Danny is so generous. He is staying for one week and offers to pay for an entire year's rent. That, well, although great, he has a lot of confidence that he's going to get his money back. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, also confidence that he'll get it back within a week. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's what he meant. I think he was planning on staying for a week, and when I get my money back, I will pay you for an entire year's worth of rent. 
Oh, okay. So he was like, listen, I just need a week to figure out what I'm doing next mm-hmm. and start things. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Danny's naive, but he can't be that naive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, are you saying there's no limit to his naivete? Kinda. Yeah. At this point, like, okay. The first, very first episode, right? Two, two weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. He just kind of walked in and yeah, I barely remember it. Uh, he just kind of <laughs> walked in. I was like, Hey, I'm Danny Rand. I'm here to see Harold Meacham. Give me my money and this company and this building that I own. Like that's very naive right there. <laughs> like even for someone who was around all of these people as a, uh, I guess I don't remember how old he was. Was he 12, 10? When? Yeah. yeah okay. I think that was our guess. All right, so it's 15 years ago. Like, he still at least understood a little bit about social structure. And I, I can't imagine living with those monks for 15 years changed that much of his remembrance of the you know this other culture that he grew up with. So I, I think, yeah, he's just incredibly naive. Yeah. But you got to think, that's 15 years where you're not thinking about how that society works. Yeah, 15 years is a really long time, especially when you start when you're 12. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you're when you really start noticing the world around you. Yeah. You know, roughly teenager, I, I assume. I don't I don't know. Um, it all blends together. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing. It all blends together. I mean, mm-hmm. could like, can you imagine? I, I mean, I don't, there's nothing similar to this in our lives. <laughs> uh, yeah that's true okay I'm trying to give Danny the benefit of the doubt here <laughs> which I have not been doing <laughs> oh I decided not to do it for that one at least because that is just such a like, like well he, okay you're mm-hmm. you're 12 years old Okay, you're the son of a billionaire mm-hmm. you can go and walk in and do whatever you want because everybody knows you well, so you off, figure billionaires you figure that's cause... Both of his parents own, you know, they shared the money. But anyway, go on. Okay. (laughs) Fair. Um, But, uh, like, every door was open to him as a child. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't he assume? And then, you know, as a child, 10, 11, 12, you're you're not looking through other people's perspectives. He's not thinking about the average person. He just thinks this is what life is. That's true. Yeah, he did just kind of walk around and say, hey, I'm Danny Rand, and people gave him chocolate or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yep. I was thinking ice cream, but yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Chocolate ice cream. Yeah. Um, Yeah, pretty much. So I was like, of course he'll walk in, not be there for 15 years, and think this is how life is. Yeah, I guess that's true. And he's not used to dealing with that type of people where he grew up in Kunlun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. If anything, it's be- it's the monk's fault for not <laughs> preparing him better. <laughs> yeah. Their fault, assuming that he would never leave them. So, um, yeah, he, he shows up to Joy's house or his old house again with, you know, flowers and oranges. Mm-hmm. Like, like you do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she tries to give him a hundred million dollars, plus to change his name, uh, for him to go away and change his name. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's an easy like. All right, changing the name that one kind of sucks. But honestly, like, he could have kept that name and just said, "Yeah, I'm Danny Rand, just not that Danny Rand, not the one yeah. that died 15 years ago." Like, that that one seemed like too much of an ask, I think, from the Meachams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he leaves offended and says, I thought you understand. You are, I thought you understood to Joy. And, like, I, me, Tony, I'm not sure I understand. I, he cares, I mean, obviously he cares more about his name than the money. Is that what he's saying? I guess. I, I wonder if name is also identity to him, right? Like, because if, if they're asking him to you know, stop saying who you are, then that, you know, at the same time, that also means that he's supposed to, you know, renounce his family 
legacy. I don't I don't know if he actually cares about his family history and, and all that stuff. That that might be something too. I, I wonder yeah, if it that, all just hit at once. I wonder if that's one of those problems with the show. I don't understand why Danny's doing anything he's doing. Agreed. Because <laughs> <laughs> he says he doesn't care about the money. Except for he's trying to get fifty one percent of his the business back. Uh, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. uh, the hand will play into this somehow, because he is the enemy of the hand. But he seems completely unaware that the hand is there in the city. Yes. Then, like, then why did he come back? <laughs> oh, uh, I remember the answer, but I mean they announced okay. it later in the season, like. It's it's just kind of a one off thing. If you want, I'll I'll spoil it a little now. But no, I'll I'll okay. it will I, I will figure it out. This is why like <laughs> I didn't like this this season of the show. <laughs> I don't understand the bad guys plot, and I don't understand the heroes plot. I understand Colleen Wing. She just wants to fight in her dojo, and that's why ah. she's the best character. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, back to Danny though. I, he, I, I don't know. I, I think, I really do think he just wants the taste of the life he had before. Like he wants the, you know, quote unquote, go back to normal type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like this is what would have happened if he stayed here. I, I think it's that he wants that life, and I, I don't think he knows what that means to have that life. Right to make those decisions and also to make all that money and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So like, yeah, it's true. Yeah, because there's like one scene I remember from, I guess maybe it's next week, but sometime soon. Like after he proves that he is who he says who he is, and he like starts making decisions at Rand, and people do not like him because of the that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing that just occurred to me, how we were talking about as a child, you know, everyone gave him chocolate when they said, "Hi, I'm Danny Rand." Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the first two people he said he was Danny Rand to were the Meachams, and Joy sends them M and M's. So he's they're just reinforcing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Danny's actually learning, though. He's learning from his experiences because when he approaches Hogarth, he uses personal accounts that only he would know to explain to who he is. Exactly. Oh God! It, finally, <laughs> no, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So good job, Danny. One in the plus column. Yeah, I I kind of wonder if he actually learned, or if he just knew that she wouldn't recognize him because it's like they barely knew each other, so he had to do this. Yeah. Versus just relying on it, you know, talking to the Meachams. I mean, that's true. But he also, he learned it because he did have to prove himself to Joy. That's true, yeah. Okay, little column A, little column B. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I have nothing else really except for him looking for the evidence. Is there anything else before that you want to talk about? Uh no, the the last thing I honestly have for him is that that end scene of the the episode. So yeah, let's talk about him, uh, going into the hospital and being a little too trusting of that guy in the yeah. uh, file room. Well, even before that, um, like the uh, Meachams are doing too thorough a job. It's it's a big red flag that they can't even find a birth certificate of Danny because it's not like this guy never existed there are commercials with him in it yeah his gravestone is still there it was a news story when he died yeah they're being way too thorough now it's mysterious like for anyone on the outside looking in yeah exactly don't uh don't do too much Uh, yeah and talking about too much, uh, this guy apparently... I mean, there's a fight and stuff, and but he explodes the records room of that hospital. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, that guy takes out Danny, which, like, I, yeah. I was trying to think, like, okay, so he is the immortal Iron Fist. He is supposed mm-hmm. to be the... Uh, I, if I think remember, remember, it's the the best fighter Kunlun has to offer. 
Like, I think that's something that they explain at some point. Like, that's how he becomes the Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just kind of gets taken out. I mean, now, to be fair, that other guy did put on some brass knuckles and punch Danny in the head. So, yeah, there's that. But I, I feel like this is one of those he should always be prepared situations. I, I feel like 100 percent. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like he didn't bring it on himself, but he's he's starting to forget his uh, Kunlun life. I, I think. Yeah. And I mean, for a guy who was ragging on Colleen for getting one one punch landed, this is one guy. Yeah, he should have asked her to follow him. Exactly. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, but you know, brass knuckles are no use against an iron fist. Which is, I wish Danny said that afterwards. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been like eight percent cooler. Yeah, if he started throwing out one liners like that, which I would yeah. believe um, from this type <laughs> of character, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. at least it would make him a little more interesting. Yeah. Something and like, yeah, and you know, he doesn't have to be Peter Parker level, but he could be Fitz, like Science Biatch, <laughs> best line in the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, something like that. It just like, uh, he could start throwing out references to things that we don't understand in in our um, culture, like not like nineties references. Oh yeah, I, I was thinking like references of to things back in Kunlun. Oh, <laughs> I, I I've been thinking that for a while. Like I want a character to show up because like you know there, there's so many things in Marvel and like other like pop culture stuff there that reference things. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's always stuff that the assumption is the audience knows it, but I want a character yeah. to show up with a ton of references from something like that's their culture that we know nothing about. Like, oh, so uh, you want like, Star- like, Oh, exactly. What I was going to say star Lord, <laughs> except yeah, for so star Lord like, from another planet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I think that joke, you know what? That joke wouldn't be bad in like one movie. It, it wouldn't be good for a thirteen episode series. Oh right, yeah. There, there's a limit to the to the usefulness of that. But <laughs> it would like the first time you're like what the hell, and then it keeps going, and you're and I don't know. And then maybe it's one of those things where like then they reference it again, right? Like uh, at yeah. the end of Guardians two, like yeah, they mentioned Mary Poppins a little, but then Mary Poppins is referenced again. Like you know, you can you can work with that. I think there are mm-hmm. ways to yeah. But mm-hmm. I hope. Now, it won't be like this, but you know, the <laughs> What If trailer, we know that um, T'Challa is Star-Lord in whatever episode that is, right? Uh-huh, yeah. What if T'Challa just starts referencing a bunch of Wakandan stuff that no one gets? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be so awesome. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, we can't say that we called it first, because they've already, like, done all the work for that show so damn yeah but we predicted it <laughs> okay all right that sounds good yeah <laughs> when we do a prediction episode for for the what ifs yeah <laughs> all right um do you have anything else for danny <laughs> um he pulls a spider-man and climbs up the side of the building actually he makes the hand look less impressive because he just climbs out from like one level below not from the ground or from the top <laughs> Okay, so I have a little problem with that whole part of him following Ward to get up there. Okay. How did he do that? And what I mean is he, he follows Ward to the, the first floor, right? Ward gets mm-hmm. into an elevator. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Danny does not get in the elevator. How no. does he know where Ward went? Because literally Ward says to the doorman, 50th floor. Oh, then I completely missed that. All right, well. Yeah. All right, I'm done. That's that's my only. <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, okay. So then Danny gets onto an elevator that goes to the 50th floor. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I guess I'm a little surprised that he makes it. And I, maybe he he got on the the stairs because I, I kind of wonder if like the elevators, like maybe only that elevator goes to the 50th floor or something like that. But yeah, probably not. All right, fine. Yeah, I actually I know in. Uh taller buildings like that there are elevators that go to certain floors Mm -hmm. um i don't know what the limit is actually 
Like, there's a reason because of hydraulics and stuff. There's a limit to how many floors a elevator can go. Fifty, like considering how tall buildings are in New York, fifty doesn't seem that ridiculous. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm, I don't know. Because, like, so I've been to New York before, um, mm -hmm. and I've been to places where, like, okay, you have to get on, like, on the first floor, you get onto the left bank of elevators, and that'll take you to floors, yeah, you know, one through 40, but only the even numbers, and then on the right, it'll go one through 40, but the odd numbers, so maybe that's it's something like that, so. Yeah, maybe, maybe there it. were three other elevators on the other side. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then he gets pushed out to his death. Mm -hmm. Again, not paying attention to possible threats. Yeah. Do you remember who pushed him? Um, I think I know. I don't want to oh, yeah. spoil anything. Okay. Because well, right. if you didn't know, yeah, if you had no idea, I thought we could make guesses. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I I have an assumption of who it is. Yeah. It's it's I I don't know for a fact. Okay. Um, who do you think it is, Tony? I think it's um, uh, Meacham's assistant. Oh, okay. That is out. no. <laughs> that's not at all who I thought it would have been. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not who I really think it is. But now I don't want to spoil it either. So it's probably <laughs> Meacham's. I mean, it's one of potentially three people or the hand. <laughs> all right. Honestly, my assumption was it was the hand. Right, like okay, I my thing is is actually Ward because Ward just repeatedly tries to kill Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean that makes sense. My my guess is that it's you know whoever it, from the hand that is supposed to be watching Harold all the time, and who mm -hmm. probably the person who wrote that message in the previous episode. Yeah, um, who for all we know could be Spider Man. I think it's more likely that it is Spider-Man watching Harold. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he got an after-school job, you know, working for mm. Stark, that whole internship, not paying that well. Yeah, so, No, plus, plus, um, I'm sure that uh, Rand Industries is a Stark competitor. So maybe he put him on, like, <laughs> uh, corporate espionage. Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stark, listen, this is a training exercise, kid. You're going to learn how to sneak around and spy. Okay, cool. What should I do? Uh, hey, there's this company. You should you should spy on their head of stuff. Harold Meacham. But he's dead. Or is he? And Tony Stark just walks away. <laughs> Thinking Harold actually was dead. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> this will keep the kid busy for a while. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done with Danny. All right, same here. Um, any other heroes? No. Okay, cool. Oh. Well, in that case, uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll uh, get back into it. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. Danny sent all but the brown M&Ms. That's supposed to mean something? Um, so, Tony, on this mm -hmm. show, and in real life, for legal reasons, uh, neither of us use our birth names. Um, isn't that right, Anton? <laughs> that is correct, Alfonso. Exactly. And the reason we did that was for the payout. It takes a lot of money to produce a podcast with the legion of listeners that we have. The downloads add up. You see, our friends at New Name Inc. pay you to take your name. And your likeness. Uh, listen, they also take your entire life and history too, but not your face. That's a whole other group of people that you should just avoid. Now, how much money will you get for your name? It depends on a number of factors. For example, number one, how cool is it? Max Power got a hefty sum when he gave it up. Uh, factor number two, how popular is it already? Everyone's already named Chris, so you won't get much for that. Factor number three, how many people have already given up that name? There's a whole economy around name selling, and I'm not getting into that here. So that's that, that's a whole separate thing. And finally, number four, as a special bonus, if you sell your name on your name day, like when Tony did it on June 13th, you get an extra 10% on top. 
Use promo code MCU Rewind to get the name day bonus if you have a stupid name that doesn't have a name day, like Alfred. So the next time you're short on cash and realize you're out of kidneys to sell, consider selling your name instead. You know, you really should have made out of livers to sell because that would actually tie in. Oh, yeah. That yeah. would have. All right. Well, All right. we'll talk about that when we go into our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Stay right there, boy. Submit to me without further incident, and your friends will be granted a merciful death. Uh, who do you want to start with? Um, uh, Harold. Okay, good, because he's on top of my list. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Why is he sleeping in a pressure chamber? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Is it is he trying to live longer? Uh, is it one of those things? Like, I, I've got nothing. I mean, I, I was looking, like, that made me think the exact same thing. Like, is he trying to be younger? And I looked him up. He's only 17 years old. The actor is only 17 years older than the actor who plays Ward. Huh. So, yeah, it's working. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> and, like, no, I, I, I don't like talking poorly about people's looks because it's rude. But also, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who plays Ward looks like his face is melting. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he needs a, very, um, a pressure chamber as well. Maybe. Maybe they were trying to say, listen, this is genetic. Uh, this type of work that you do really puts a lot of pressure on you, and so you age mm-hmm. faster. Um, maybe it's something like that. They okay. tried. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Harold should not be a father. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's punching his adult son and then telling him he loves him. He's forcing his kids to go into the same uh, job that he had. Uh, none of those things are good. Yeah. Also, when his daughter's 13, he fakes his own death <laughs> mm-hmm. and traumatizes her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just um, three years after previous family friends all actually died, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, he's not a good person, if that was a question earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think it was a question, but you know, I just wanted to reiterate now that we were given some more info in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does get a little bit of comeuppance because a uh, mysterious uh, lady visits him, who apparently we're going to dance around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now, now we're going to do that. Okay, that seems okay. <laughs> no, um, Madame Gavazer, the best villain for or the best supporting antagonist in the Defenders <laughs> universe. Because, okay, yeah. yeah, I still think uh, Kilgrave and uh, Fisk are better villains. But she shows up. Mm-hmm. And they have some sort of deal where he can't leave. Uh, don't know. At, in my memory, I don't remember why this deal exists or what it means. Other than he can't leave. And his kids might die if he does. <laughs> Which would be bad. Like, all right, at least he cares enough about his kids to not get them killed. So, all right, give him That's something, true. a shred of yeah. a point. <laughs> yeah. Um, my thing is, she makes him kneel, right? On the glass mm-hmm. that he just dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he stops, like, she tells him to kneel, and he has, like, he, like, responds, like, on the glass or the glass. And she tells him to do it anyway. He could have not said anything and taken one step to the left <laughs> and, then kneeled, and then kneeled down. <laughs> he he did not need to, to bring it up. Like, <laughs> you know. Uh, um, so just before that happened, when Madame Gao shows up, you know, all the lights go out and everything. Um, mm-hmm. He was he was working out with a, a, a trainer. Oh, yeah. Uh, what happened to that trainer? Do, do you think he's still alive? No, he's 100% dead. Or... Okay. Or he's one of the hand. Okay. They vetted him 
as someone yeah. who can work with okay that would make sense. i mean actually that makes a lot of sense because they don't want people knowing he's still alive so they probably have to approve mm-hmm. some people okay so the trainer and the assistant guy yeah that assistant guy is definitely part of the hand that's why he killed danny <laughs> okay not <laughs> spider-man do you think spider-man is is part of the hand or no <laughs> no definitely definitely not Okay, all right. <laughs> um Yeah, that's that's all I have for Harold. Other yeah, my big note was he was a terrible dad and you already brought that up. Yep, okay. Uh same here. I don't have anything else for Harold. Um so which of the two Meacham siblings do you want to talk about next? Joy or Ward? I have actually everything I have is for Joy because Ward is just in scenes with other Meachams. So yeah, same here. That's probably why I didn't write anything down for him, too. So, okay, yeah. in that case, Joy. Um, let's see, where where do you want to start? Um, yeah, she... Apparently she's the lawyer. Is she the lawyer of the family? No, I, I didn't think so. What, 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 she, she the, the fact that she needs all the evidence um, about Danny. And... Um, she needs it from Ward, so she's not blindsided by him. Oh, I okay. I I took that to just mean that she just doesn't want to be left out of like knowledge that happens. Okay, right? Because w- when you see the scene later where they have that meeting with you know them and I, I assume the like eight other people on their side or <laughs> their lawyers. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, she's put in charge of the doc deal, who, I mean, we can assume that it has something to do with the hand, because, uh, Harold wants the doc for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not telling anyone why. Makes sense. Yeah. So, she goes and, um, she's put in charge, and she flirts with the guy, um, who owns the docks. And, you know, she seems like a good person. She wants to take Danny seriously as Danny, right? Not as an imposter or something like that. And mm-hmm. I keep thinking, maybe she's not super evil. Maybe <laughs> she should go in the guy in the chair section. And then she does a thing with, like, bribing this guy with a human organ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I I remember, like, as soon as I saw them, like, get ready and then go you know into the limo i remember thinking she does something but i don't remember what mm-hmm. and and saying like oh oh okay so she's just she's just gonna claim that that organ for so now to be fair everyone on the list who needs an organ should get one unfortunately yes. that's not the situation where people live and uh yeah that's yeah and the that, fact that yeah, she's just, like a billionaire who cuts in line for this business deal. It's not a great mm-hmm. look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I wonder, do, do you think that they took away some of the money that they would have bought paid to, to buy the dock? Or they were like, okay, listen, we'll give you everything, even a million more than you're asking, and this kidney. But you have to take the kidney right now, because we don't know where to put it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think they severely cut the amount they have to pay. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah that, um, I mean, that makes sense. That seems like their style. At least that seems like their dad's style. And yeah, they're both just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. My question, what would have made this scene even worse is as soon as the guy accepts, she hands him a scalpel and they leave the room <laughs> for the guy <laughs> to take the liver himself. <laughs> Like, by the way, you're going to want to pull out your phone because, um, fun fact, liver, not where you think it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, it's not in his left elbow? What the hell? Yeah, I mean, that's where everyone thinks it is because, you know, that's exactly. the funny bone. Yep. <laughs> um, so, in the end, it shows that she, or we can assume that she sent him the pot because she looks at the pot after she throws the keys in it. And why did she send him the pot? <laughs> so 
Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's that's what I assumed also. Like she yeah. she's the one who did that because she's the only one who who knew about it. I guess like even even with Danny breaking into her house that one time and being invited earlier in the episode, like mm-hmm. probably didn't even notice. Um, but yeah, I, I guess maybe she just. Do you think maybe she feels bad about what they're doing? Like he is an actual friend. Like and he does rightfully own that you know that percentage of the company and all that stuff, um, so maybe that's what she was doing. She felt bad that you know she was part of um, you know the plan to send him to the um, the psych ward and all of that. So I, th- I think maybe that's her just um, just trying to set things right. Maybe you saying she wants to set things right while not. Looking like she betrayed the family. Yeah, probably something like that. Like she knows if, if if like Ward or anyone else knew about that, then you know maybe there could be some, uh, not legal repercussions, but like some things might happen, right? Like I have no yeah. idea what, but business related, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, they could pull her off of certain things, and she apparently mm-hmm. she likes working for this company because even when Ward brings up just walking away she doesn't take it seriously yeah well i mean i actually had some notes about that um which do you want to mention that now or go ahead ahead. okay cool all right so um earlier in the episode um when you know she invited danny inside to to her house um they were talking about stuff and she says that her uh she and ward worked hard for their money um so i started thinking like did they because like after their dad dies we don't know what happened now to be fair we don't know what happened to their mom um maybe she died too or they didn't have a mom i don't i don't know um they're clones yeah maybe it's that (laughs) uh weird clones of we or or exact clones of both of their parents yeah oh okay and this is what Mm-hmm. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you wanted to make a joke that I also wanted to make. I, I'm assuming, um, but we neither of us know how to make that on the show. Anyway, um, <laughs> so in Harold's will, uh, it said that they will both lose everything if they don't run Rand. So, in one sense, they they kind of have worked for it all. That mm-hmm. you know they they have to you know have the job, but at the same time, they were given those jobs, right? Yeah. Like they they were already started with that, so I don't know if they really worked. I mean, yes, they worked hard, but like not as hard as people who are normally in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't build the company. So, exactly. Yeah, or they didn't rise through the ranks of the company. So yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, if you look at it about how hard they worked. They still deserve it more than Danny deserves it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, they're, they're actually like putting the real effort and work into you know keeping the business running and all the whatever. I have absolutely no idea what positions they have. Are they CEOs, co CEOs, single one of them? CEO? I no idea. Um, I have no idea. The maybe, question is, they could have fitted. Not had this whole problem if they just changed the name of the company to Meacham. <laughs> yeah, but, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And like, then the name's not on the side of the building anymore. <laughs> not that they expected Danny to ever come back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, some rebranding probably would have would have been okay, maybe. Um, and again, yeah. people already know the name, so I guess if the company has been doing well this entire time, no need to change it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. Anything else for any of our villains? No, nothing. I'm ready to move on. Alright, to the guy in the chair. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Alright, uh, mm, sorry. I have Hogarth. Same. I was. I was just going to ask you: Is Hogarth the only one <laughs> that we have? All right. Uh, yeah, go for it. I like. Um, okay, so we see one side of Hogarth, the kind of bad, uh, and Jessica Jones. 
mm-hmm. the kind of like tough lawyer going through a divorce with her wife and being a terrible spouse too. But mm-hmm. he- here we see the other side of her where she's taking care of the Rand estate for she, I don't think she's getting anything out of it. She's just doing it because Rand gave her her first job and supported her and just this uh, loyalty to the Rand family. And I like that we get to see this, um, I guess, this other side of uh, Hogarth. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's doing it, you know, nice way. I'm, I'm sure it's, um, like, as far as the level of effort for her, it's really small. Like, she probably just has a recurring uh, payment that goes to some company and they take care of, you know, whatever yeah. logistics for it. So it's it's really like the bare minimum that she ever had to do. But it's still nice that she did it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder if she's done that, you know, something similar for other people that have helped her grow in her career over the years. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I... I mean, we've only got the, what, 10 or 8 episodes of Jessica Jones she showed up in. And mm-hmm. this to reference so far, this one episode. But like, I don't get the feeling that she she kind of puts out money where she doesn't need to. Usually. Okay, I think I see what you mean. All right. Yeah. But yeah. That's all I really have for Jerry. Do you have anything <laughs> else for her? Um, yeah, just a little. Like, um, kind of pretty much exactly what you said but like reminding us of the opposite that she is the cutthroat lawyer type of character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she is immediately ready to help Danny because she knows what she can get out of it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. um, she has a really big ask saying like, no, 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 I'll help you and I won't charge you anything. But when you get 51% of the company, my company is your uh, exclusive set of lawyers. Like, well, okay. And Danny, I mean, mm-hmm. Um, for Danny, that does not sound like a bad deal at all. <laughs> exactly, right? Danny, he has no idea what the costs are. Um, granted, Hogarth, not mentioning what the cost will be, right? Maybe it'll, like, I don't know if she's going to go fair or she, if she's going to be like, well, we can charge whatever we want, so let's do 20% more than normal, right? Something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And, and Danny's never thought of any decision like that. He's a, he doesn't even ask, uh, even ask, like, are there things i should look at no he's like yeah okay whatever woo let's do it oh yeah i mean if danny's thinking about which he's not he's not Mm -hmm. thinking business like at all but he could negotiate that contract later on when he has control and he has lawyers on his side so it's like yeah we agreed we made a handshake deal that you're exclusive uh person or exclusive like uh retainer but that doesn't mean they can't negotiate the price points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So, but then again, what's what's the limit? Also, right? Like they agreed that they would, but I guess they never spoke about the price. Ah, I don't know. Yeah, at yeah. that point, you need lawyers to to figure out what'll happen. <laughs> exactly. So, okay, you're you're right. You're right. You would need lawyers on his side. Okay, cool. But then again, even when that happens, I'm sure he's not going to think about the cost at all. No. I don't think so at all. Um, yeah, do you have anything for your 12%? Uh, no, nothing. This was a pretty straightforward yeah. episode, honestly. Yeah, same here. So, Al. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? How many cage matches are you going to give this episode? (laughs) Um, You know, anything where it's heavy Danny and heavy the Meachams, um, I automatically give a a lower score, I think, (laughs) as far as, you know, likability of those characters. Totally Um, fair. so uh uh So, I don't know. Like, granted... I think I liked this more than the other two episodes that we've seen so far. So I'll I'll go up to a three for this episode. Okay, I'm still going to be at two, two and a half. Okay. Yeah, I mean, again, Carol, or Carol, Colleen, <laughs> uh, she helped. 
and I'm interested in what's up with the hand, but not enough to really keep me <laughs> super engaged. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, then in that case, let's go ahead and close it out. All right, everyone. Um, so next week, things are actually going to be a little bit different. We're going to take a small break from Iron Fist. Uh, next week is our 200th episode. So we're going to be doing uh, things a little bit differently. We are still going to cover something uh, Marvel related, but we'll also do like a little look back on our episodes, etc. All of that. Um, so look out for that. And then after that one week, we will be back to covering the rest of, of Iron Fist. Uh, in the meantime, please feel free to follow us on Twitter. We're at MCU Rewind. And another reminder, please give us a rating on Apple Podcast. Like, you don't need to type anything. Just just the stars rating, I think you can get away with. So, like, like that, that's good. Just give those, those five stars. Um, and uh, anyway, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous day. Nigel said I'm gonna get that ink on my bicep. I get busy as a bee in my bike grips. If I can't walk the sidewalk, I can fly this. Chin, I'm flying this tied to the side. That's the flag that I'm flying. Add to the fact that it all coincides with these wheels that I'm riding. Three point mags make you think that I'm gliding. I ain't lying. I got a long rap sheet that'll say that I'm tied in. Pedal down the hook. Yeah, his wheelies on the front. Huh?